Welcome to Social Work Shorts Insights, a podcast where I just talk to people who know stuff. Uh, welcome to Social Work Shorts Insights, and in this edition, we're talking to uh, Kaylee Evans. Kaylee, good to have you on board. Um, tell us kind of what your journey's been so far to get to this point. Oh, well, I'm really pleased to be on. And um, yeah, so. I think we met via Twitter, didn't we? And then uh, we've both got YouTube videos out. So that's been good and doing social work sort of uh, videos and sharing on social media. So I am a practicing social worker in the Northwest of England. Um, I've had quite an interesting career so far. And I have to say, I've been really lucky. It's been a really positive and supportive environment for me. Um, So I've worked in a rehabilitation center, working in a multidisciplinary team. I've worked in various hospitals and I've also worked on a new project with the NHS uh, where I was a social worker, sort of like a a lone social worker, really offering guidance and working closely with the district nurses. And now I'm in a bigger social work team, sort of sat with a lot of social workers. But obviously during COVID, it's been more uh, working at home as well. So it's a bit of a mixture. Um, And I know we're with what we're talking about today i i did want to get a picture for what it was like working within a, a wider social work team to get to know different personalities and things and learn from other people so yeah yeah so you, you've alluded to the kind of topic that we've kind of thought mm-hmm. would be interesting to talk about there and uh, because you've you've used you've used the word social worker quite a bit and uh you know and, and i'm i'm quite keen to often say that social work uh, social work isn't a job title it's a it's a thing you do and lots mm-hmm. of people who aren't social workers do social work don't they um um so we, we wanted to talk about kind of identity and and um and and what is social work identity and why is it important so i suppose that's the first question why do you think as a professional having an identity is important I, I've just found that getting a sense for who you are in a room is really important as a social worker because I think it became really clear to me when I first started and I'd often find myself in, myself in a room with multiple professionals where their roles seemed very clear. So an occupational therapist, it seemed obvious what they were doing and often you'd find that people were prioritising safety and getting people to have control over their lives in terms of giving them equipment or working on their strength and, and mobility and things because I was working with adults. And I'd sit there and I'd think, what is it that I'm bringing to this room and this table? Um, but it became very clear when I did have to sort of support and stick up for people in those meetings. Sometimes I'd find that people's voices weren't being represented and they weren't always included in the meetings um, to to say what was important to them. And I think that that's something that was sort of drilled into me at university around standing up for people's rights and social justice and and things like that and I felt that being in that room where I really had to challenge where I felt that people's rights weren't being upheld really made me realize everything that I'd learned at university made sense and why it was so important because if I did if I felt like I'd let myself down in my role and I hadn't advocated for that person strongly enough I sometimes went back and reflected and felt bad about it and that happened when I was new you know but then I really strengthened that identity of standing up for people and ever since then it's really consolidated who I am as a worker 
So, so I, I suppose what you're saying there is that it, that uh, you're coming from a very strong value base, then personal <laughs> value base, and 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 a personal one, I'd imagine, um, which is which is different to other professions. Yeah. Yeah. Would that be that be fair enough to fair I, enough to say? I think so. I think really focusing on uh, promoting independence, but also balancing risk and not. Mm emphasizing safety above all else I think that's yeah. the sort of thing that we really bring quite strongly and then looking at things holistically and I think one of the things about social work is you can be more uh, quite creative with things like we're not required to take uh, one set way like if you were um, doing CBT for example you have to follow that set thing but I like the fact that we can build up you know a unique social work identity ourselves by taking from multiple different areas and I think that develop like your identity develops over time from your experiences so what, what what's in the mixing pot there then when, when you say social work identity what 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 things we've already mentioned values I suppose that's a strong mm -hmm. one what 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 else is it that that I suppose personally for you just as much as anything has what's created your social work identity what does it look like I think that there's things that I've developed in myself um, around my confidence. Like I didn't, I, I was never really someone who had a lot of confidence in my own academic ability and things like that. So I suppose I felt like a bit of an underdog at times, but I overcame that and it helped me to overcome challenges in my own life. So then often when I meet people who are struggling with their confidence, I find that I can use a, a bit of my elements of myself and what helped me to understand how I can help that person so I think social pedagogy really helped me understanding that you know around the three p's so separating obviously there's things in our private life that we can't share but there's things that uh, aspects of ourselves and our own personality that we can bring to it and I think that that's been really powerful for for some of the people I've been supporting and I think it's just you'll learn what you can bring over time you do. Do you think? Because one of the things I'm interested in um, is is social workers' well-being, mm -hmm. and you know, and and what is it that contributes to to burnout and some of the problems we see associated with stress in the profession. It, it is it is a stressful profession, as as many professions are. So when if you're bringing yourself to the table, do you think that there's something in that about the fact that you are offering of yourself, therefore, it adds a certain emotional weight to the to the practice that you're engaged in yeah I, I think so um in in some respects and I think it's just about keeping balance with it all the time and um it's, you've just brought to mind something I heard you say I think um, okay. about having work-life blend uh, with, well, okay, yeah I think you mentioned that once because yeah. sometimes you can feel like you, you need to keep it really separate but actually the things that you, you sort of invested in yourself. I'm always trying to develop the things that I'm thinking about, keeping my knowledge going and listening to audiobooks and things, which helps mm. me uh, when, I'm, when I'm supporting people. I think sometimes, yeah, it does. I, I sometimes find myself uh, having difficulty if someone really doesn't take to me. I, I do yes. find that hard personally. <laughs> um, and, and I think uh, as I've progressed, obviously, uh, you as you get more experience you tend to have 
more challenging scenarios that you are supporting with people with and sometimes it's yeah. the people that don't like social workers or there might be barriers and I think it's sometimes that can be difficult but that's about knowing yourself as well isn't it and about what you find hard yeah, <laughs> so no, that I, then you can get the support you need definitely no I, I, and, and, I, and I say this often to social work students that the the best social workers are the social workers who know and understand themselves yeah first and foremost because i really think if you don't understand yourself how have you got a chance of understanding understanding somebody else so i think there's a lot of um well when you were a student you probably had a similar experience and i certainly had this it was quite a journey the social mm -hmm. work degree is quite a journey isn't it in terms of that self-discovery you suddenly um opened up to kind of different ideas you know than, than the ones you've had before and different ways of kind of thinking about things so thinking about your identity I suppose has it changed um over the course of your um social work education and then your social work practice yeah it's massively changed now and and developed um, and I think that I've just tried to find ways to keep learning and keep reflecting because I I find that I, I find it so interesting and and it rewarding to develop myself. And I think it's I, I have carried on to like study modules uh, outside of work uh, as a master's program. That I'm really pleased I, yeah. I've been able to do that. And I think sort of developing yourself and understanding yourself definitely helps. And I think I, I've sort of taken from people who did a. Uh, trained to be a therapist and they say that they actually go to counseling themselves and mm. uh, so I find that there's a lot of books out there audio books out there that I listen to when I'm driving around in my car that are about psychology and uh, self-help books and things that help mm. you reflect on yourself and it definitely does help you with helping other people and yeah I and I think it, it when you are studying you you're thinking about all these things and it makes you see your, your own life and other people's life in a different way and stops you from being so judgmental because I realise how judgmental yeah, I used yeah. to be. But it opens Absolutely. it opens you up to to realising where you might yeah. have thought you were helping, but really you need to listen to people more and things like that. Yeah, and I suppose it's, uh, practice is very busy, isn't it? And, and mm -hmm. it's quite easy to kind of regress back to those kind of default mm -hmm. um, ideas about people, isn't it? And kind of lose your lose your identity, lose lose all of that stuff that's rooted in the values that that, that probably start to form um, as, as part of your social work education. I think it's quite easy to get lost, to lose that to the process. Yeah. Yes, it, it's quite it's quite easy for that, that to occur, I think, yeah. And I think that's why you need to know who you are and what you're representing in your role, because otherwise it can become very confusing. Because mm. I think sometimes uh, when it's about deadlines and everything, you can think you might get praised from a manager for being the person that's got everything done. And then yeah. you think, oh, I'm doing really well here. But you could be letting everyone down. You could be letting, you know, all your... And I think that's the challenge in social work, because... I think sometimes that can be what's emotionally tiring when you feel like you're not in a position where you can do your best for people. And I think having that firm identity of I'm here for the people helps me to then prioritise them above 
uh, and, and sometimes take flack if I'm getting in trouble because yeah. I'm on the red list and still, you know, the <laughs> deadlines yeah. that I've, I, I, I've missed. I think, well, it's an, interesting, it's an interesting question that you raise there. As a social worker, who do you represent? You know what I mean? Because you've talked, you've talked about, um, you've talked about uh, advocating on behalf of social mm -hmm. work, uh, on behalf of service users, but you've also talked about hitting the deadlines, haven't you? You know, and getting the reports written on time and that kind of thing. So, so who who do we represent? Do we represent the organisation, or are we kind of magpie? Is it cuckoos in the nest? Kind mm -hmm. of, you know, kind of um, where we're actually representing the service users, really. But we're part of this organisation, and and we're you know we've kind of infiltrated this organisation. <laughs> these people are outside. I don't know. And, but I think one of one of the things that uh, that that causes that tension between representing the service user and being part of the organisation is it almost gives you a kind of um, an existential crisis about well who am I? Who do you want me to be? You mm -hmm. know because managers and I was one myself so I, I know this to be true managers will say you need to represent the service user you need to be their voice in the in in the forums that you have to present their kind of circumstances and story in but also you have to be part of the organization and mm -hmm. sometimes it's kind of well which one do you want me to be because sometimes you can't do both because you are kicking against the organization aren't you when yeah you can see that a particular change or a particular service even or whatever would would help but there's not the money or there's you know there's not enough of that service or whatever that's really difficult isn't it really difficult and and it sort of reminds me of that feeling that where you can feel really angry as a worker i think yeah. like i did i did something where i i genuinely think the action i took was a difference between life or death for this person mm. i was really i did everything to keep them safe in this scenario and and they were okay and it was so stressful this day I was in and um I got in on the Monday and there was something that I was uh told that I had done wrong on the system and I got I got really in trouble over it and I thought I've done this you know this person's now set you know this is a really difficult situation and you just think Oh, it's so hard, isn't it? But then I said to myself, you know, if I've kept that person safe um, and I've done my best for that person, um, that's what's important to me. And it helped me to get it in perspective. And I think it, you have to give yourself that perspective. And I also think it's very important that you give yourself praise for your for what you think is success as a social worker and not wait for other people to give it you. I think you have to affirm yourself and keep a record of those little wins. And also it means a lot to me, you know, if people feel like I've really helped them and I feel like I've genuinely made a difference. And that's always my number one thing. And I think it's yeah. not losing yourself in the process of doing it and thinking, yeah. I think thoughts around who you are as a professional, like remembering that you are a professional, you're not just yeah. working for an organisation. At any time, you could choose to leave that organisation mm. and work somewhere else. You'll still be a social worker, but if you lose yourself in the process, you lose everything, mm. I think. So. Absolutely. Oh, no, you're absolutely right. And I think we do, we do forget often that professional status, but I also think that other professionals don't acknowledge the professional status of social work because maybe we're a bit late to the table with that yeah. aspect of it I think maybe one thing that really interested me there was was when you talk about confidence I think that is part of the social work identity isn't it? having having confidence um 
to having confidence, I suppose, in what underpins all the theory and the research and the knowledge that underpins your your interventions. It's having it's having confidence in that and to kind of utilize that in in, in the interventions and the in the work that you do with people. So I think I think that that idea of confidence is really important. And and I wonder what it felt like for you, um, maybe as a newly qualified social worker, how did you build that confidence up uh, across a, across a time frame? I think it's uh, around getting a real understanding of the law, which makes more sense when you're in practice. And I think it made me realise that if you understand the principle behind the piece of legislation that you're acting under, uh, like even the Mental Capacity Act and things, they're underpinned by a human rights-based perspective. And when you're following the principles, it feels right because mm. and it guides your practice. And I think falling back on that helps you sort of know why you're standing up because sometimes it can be really challenging when you are a sole voice in a room of professionals I've had some real confrontation especially around I'm a quite I was a young social worker I'm not as young now um but sometimes people can be quite condescending you know when you're the one standing up and you are younger and they're more experienced and uh, but having the law to back you up does help and I think having a support network as well uh, like a group identity helps consolidate your identity and I think um I think it, you know in social work we are all interconnected and I think being on social media one of the most eye-opening things is that more that um global identity and then understanding like the international uh, definition of social work you know seeing that it makes you think oh there is something bigger and it's not just about how things are done where you are it's it's about everything really yeah so this is what this is one of the benefits of twitter then, isn't it it's, it's yeah i mean twitter seems to have really taken off as a kind of place for professionals to kind of meet and exchange information um in a way that uh, i certainly didn't realize it had till uh till, well till i realized till i caught up with that uh, it, it seems to be in a way that kind of facebook and other kind of social media doesn't seem to cut it twitter seems to kind of do something quite interesting to connect people doesn't it yeah yeah, I think there's different personalities on different platforms. I feel yeah. like there's there's more. It seems like there's a massive like practitioner base on Facebook and Instagram, whereas Twitter seems to be a bit of a merge of like academic people, mm. charities, like mm. social work, a bit of everything really, doesn't it? Yeah. So no, it's interesting. That, yeah, absolutely. One one of the things that I say. Maybe, maybe as a final point, uh, one of the things that I, that I say, because uh, I, I, I ask uh, our first year students this question, or some of the questions we've been talking about, you know, what's the unique contribution of, of social work? And, and the conclusion that I came to, and, and, and I want to see what you think of this, is it, it's not necessarily what we do, but it's how we do it that's really important. And, and, I, and I don't know what you think of that, but that's certainly the conclusion I came to. Yeah, I totally agree. That that is definitely the case. Uh, it's it's not railroading people into things or just like minimizing. I think it's just about how you make someone feel, and you can make someone feel massively different. Uh, yeah, and I think that is the most important thing. That reminds me back of social pedagogy because that's what they were always teaching us, the lecturers that were sort of um, <laughs> promoting that, really. Uh, yeah. and, and I think it can make a massive difference, especially because people only need the slightest bit of encouragement. You know, people have had 
a, a lot taken from them in, in, when you meet people and um, sometimes they've never had anyone that's been positive for them. And, and I think, you know, sometimes it can be really depressed, uh, make you feel really negative when you're working and you feel like there should be more services out there for people or you, you're frustrated with things. But then uh, all you have really is is yourself. And, and, if, and sometimes just being there for someone uh, and being present can have a massive impact, I think. That's Even without all of that. <laughs> Absolutely, that's great, Kelly. Thank you. It's it's really uh, really good to talk to you. Uh, we were just saying before we pressed record that our paths have crossed in many different sorts of places. Yet we never actually had had a one to one conversation like this. So it's it's uh, thanks for joining us on uh, Insights for Social Work Shorts. And uh, and you can find Kelly all over the internet. Do you wanna do you wanna <laughs> plug your, your your bits and pieces on the internet? Oh, well, the best place to find me is Kaylee Rose Evans. If you type that into YouTube, you'll come across me. I'm on Twitter and Instagram, but all the same name. You should see me on there. Thank you. That's it's been great, great. We'll chatting. Find... That's excellent. We'll find you there. Thanks, Kaylee. Find out more at socialworkshorts.co.uk.